This is Law for Community Workers Spotlight On, the shortcut series podcast for community and health workers produced by Legal Aid New South Wales. My name is Pauline and I'm from the Community Legal Education Branch here in Legal Aid and we would like to acknowledge that our podcast is recorded on Aboriginal land and pay respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations listeners joining us today. Always was, always will be. Today, our guest is Madeline, and we're shining the spotlight on the Inner City Legal Centre's Sex Worker Legal Service, the SWLS. Hi, Madeline, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. My name is Madeline, and I'm a generalist solicitor at Inner City Legal Centre. We're based in King's Cross. But of note for today's podcast is that I work in the Sex Worker Legal Service, and I think my favourite thing about my job is the diversity of both the work that I get to do, but also the clients that I get to work with. It's a really meaningful role to be in. Lovely. Thank you. And so primarily, what service does the Sex Worker Legal Service provide and what would be a typical matter for your team? Yeah, so the Sex Workers Legal Service is a statewide service for sex workers in New South Wales. And as you said at the beginning, it's run through the Inner City Legal Centre based in Kings Cross. So we provide access to legal advice and representation in matters related or unrelated to sex work, but essentially it's a specialist service for the unique needs of sex workers. Our goals are to dispel the myths about the legalities of sex work, to improve awareness about sex workers' legal needs and create referral pathways, and we're also interested in conducting law reform, assisting people to report crimes to the police, And we're also interested in improving sex workers' own awareness of their legal rights and responsibilities and awareness as well for the organisations that work with sex workers. And part of that is about developing better referral options for sex workers too. So some examples of the typical matters we see in our service are assisting clients to demand payment or enforce a debt that's owed to them assisting workers to recover wages and unpaid leave entitlements. Also, we assist workers who have been sexually assaulted to report it to police and to seek compensation through the victim support scheme. And importantly, as I said before, we also advise clients in relation to non-sex work-related matters, such as criminal matters and discrimination matters. So then who would be, I mean, it's pretty self-evident in the name of the service, but Talk to us about target clients and and what are the eligibilities to access the service? Yeah, so as you've said, it's fairly evident from the name of the service, but basically our target clients include any person who identifies as a sex worker and importantly, that's regardless of gender. So the legal issue may or may not be related to sex work. And we also really want to help sex workers that have other vulnerabilities, which might make accessing legal help a challenge. And I'll speak to this a little bit later too. To use our service, you can call us via phone on 02 9332 or walk in at our ICLC Kings Cross address. And we also accept referrals from other organisations. I think importantly in relation to eligibility, the service is a statewide service. So any sex worker who would ordinarily fall outside of our catchment area is still eligible to access this service. All right. Thank you for that. So Madeline, there's a lot of stigma around sex work and whether it's legal or illegal, can you please talk to us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So 
It's important to note first and foremost that New South Wales has predominantly decriminalised adult sex work. So, in fact, it was the first jurisdiction in the world to do this. Despite the decriminalisation and changing attitudes towards sex work in the eyes of the law, unfortunately, sex workers continue to face stigma in many aspects of their life. I think this is compounded by the fact that attitudes and laws towards sex work vary between each state and territory across Australia. So there's a lack of uniformity in these laws across the country. Unfortunately, we know that this stigma impacts sex workers when they try to access goods and services, housing and accommodation, employment opportunities, um, and even in their dealings with the justice system. So as one example, we have assisted a number of clients who have been refused access to certain financial platforms just because of their work. In particular, it is also clear that sex workers who experience other vulnerabilities are at a greater risk. So, for example, those that are trans and gender diverse, Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people and people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. Stigma can also occur for many workers in their private life. So we see in our service that many sex workers are afraid to be outed publicly or privately, as they unfortunately understand the very real impacts that this can have on their lives. What we know is that stigma reduces support options for sex workers and is a barrier to accessing help. That's why it's really important to us that our service is a safe, accessible and stigma-free service. So we're seeking to reduce barriers for sex workers interacting with the legal system. And we also seek to provide legal advice and referral options that are tailored to the unique needs of our clients. Excellent. So is sex work given the same protections under employment law as all other jobs? So... Look, for a long time, sex workers were not given the same protections under employment law as other workers in New South Wales. But fortunately, this has been changing over time. And the answer is that nowadays there is better protection for sex workers. And basically, they are afforded the same rights as any other worker. So, for example, owners and employers have a responsibility to ensure the safety and health of staff, clients and visitors to sex service premises. Employees providing sex services are also entitled to the correct pay, leave and superannuation. However, unfortunately, the reality is that enforcing these standards can still be challenging, particularly where relevant enforcement agencies continue to have minimum engagement with businesses in the sex work industry. Another big challenge that we see facing sex workers in New South Wales is that often their working arrangements can result in the worker appearing to be a contractor rather than an employee. So part of our work at the Sex Worker Legal Service is to advocate for and represent sex workers in employment matters. If you have an employment-related issue or you want to refer a sex worker with an employment issue, you should contact our service so we can provide advice that's tailored to your unique circumstances. Obviously, employment law can be a little challenging, so it's good to get proper legal advice on your issue. So you spoke before about people being able to ring and and also to refer people for advice, but is that the best way for community workers to make a referral to your service? Is it just a call? Um, do you have a referral form on your website or anything like that? So look, the best way for a community worker to refer to our service is through our reception via phone or email. So as I said earlier, our phone number is 029332 and our email is iclc at iclc.org.au. 
And we do make sure that referrals in relation to our sex workers legal service are given priority. In order to make a referral, we just require the community worker to have the prospective client's consent to contact us and to have the relevant contact details so that we can get in touch with the prospective client and make an appointment as soon as possible. I wanted to note here that we've found that often sex workers are hesitant to provide their legal or non-working name to community workers sometimes. So I just wanted to flag that the ICLC is still able to get in touch with the worker without a legal name provided during that initial referral. Okay, that's great. That's great. That's really good to know. I just wanted to also say that if there are any organisations that are interested in formalising a referral pathway with our service, so for example, through a form, we're also very happy to have a further conversation about this too, because we're really interested in developing partnerships that facilitate easy access um, for sex workers to services. And what about people who like to self-refer? Would you prefer people to call themselves? I know you mentioned earlier about your office in King's Cross. Is it okay for people to just drop into the centre? Absolutely. So we're very happy for prospective clients to self-refer either by coming to our centre during opening hours or also they can follow the same process of getting in touch with reception by phone or email. And look, when you're speaking with our team, prospective clients can be comforted by the fact that their information is going to remain confidential. We really understand the importance of that for sex workers. Wonderful. And with the office itself, is it easy for people to get to and close to transport and parking and all that sort of thing? Yes, look, we're in a city, so parking can sometimes be more of a challenge, but there's really good public transport links nearby. And in particular, we're pretty much right across the road from King's Cross Station. Excellent. That's wonderful. And what about training sessions, Madeline? Do you present any ongoing training or do you have workshops for people? Yep. So absolutely. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, one of our goals in this service is to improve community awareness about sex workers' rights. And one of the ways we do this is through training and community legal education. So what I would say is if you or your organisation has any specific training that would be of benefit, please feel free to get in touch with our service. We're really happy to develop and tailor presentations to suit the unique needs of different organisations. And you can also keep an eye on our social media pages and um, you can be kept aware of any upcoming training via that as well. And of course, we will have all the links to these things in the show notes for people so that they can access the website as well as the email address. So we've come to the end of our time together with our last question, which has become our tradition here on Spotlight On. So Madeline, what's the one thing you would like anyone who is working in the sex industry to know? Look, the key message I want to drive home is that everyone has the right to access safe services, to be protected by the justice system and to be treated fairly, regardless of their work. While I don't want to minimise the struggles faced by sex workers, I do also want to finish with a positive message, that being that there are safe services like ours that are here to help you. So if you or someone you'd like to refer have any legal issues, please do reach out to our service and we'd be very happy to help. Thank you so much for joining us today, Madeline, and for letting us shine the spotlight on the Sex Worker Legal Service. Thank you so much for having me today. I just wanted to finish by saying you can find more information about the Inner City Legal Centre and the Sex Workers Legal Service on our website at www.iclc.org.au 
um, and you can also find our contact details on the website but our number is 02-9332-1966 and our email is iclc at iclc.org.au. Thank you very much for having me. You are more than welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. That was our guest, Madeline Antrim, from the Inner City Legal Centre's Sex Worker Legal Service. As always, you will find links to all the websites and resources mentioned in this episode listed in our show notes, as well as a full transcript. You can email us to cle at legalaid.nsw.gov.au. This has been Spotlight On. Thank you for listening and goodbye, everyone.